Hey guys, Matt from Back Yourself Fitness here and welcome to another episode of the Back Yourself Podcast. Little disclaimer before we begin, have been a little bit under the weather this week, so if you hear me sniff or cough, I apologize in advance. Um, Today's episode is a fun one. I have a very special person in front of me. Um, So far, majority of the podcasts that uh, I've put out have been essentially around fitness and mentality around fitness and speaking to other trainers, obviously, apart from the talk with Mick. Today's episode, I am branching out from the fitness realm and I am talking music. So for those of you who don't know about my little past life, um, I play a little bit of music um, in a semi-unprofessional band called Machinery Hill. Um, There's about 16 people who are going to recognize that name. Um, So I always love music. I just said to my guest today that I'm a professional music listener now. Um, Always love music, enjoyed playing it, played it for 10 years before we pulled up stumps. So I am looking forward to today's chat and I'm genuinely looking forward to asking some of these questions and getting the answers that we've got. Um, Today's guest is a Brisbane singer-songwriter who's been on Channel 9's The Voice. You may recognize her. Um, She's performed at Lions Games, Broncos Games, Queensland Firebirds Games, and Race Days. Uh, Her new single is You Have Been Warned. It is out now on all good platforms, much like this lovely podcast. Check it out. Ellen Reid. Hey. Hello. Yeah. How'd you like that intro? It was a great intro. Research. It was. <laughs> I liked it. I could tell that it was well researched yeah. and I enjoyed that. Yeah. You can tell when I kind of read word for word. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. But it was good. It was good. I liked it. From here, it's just winging it. Okay, great. Um, so as I was just saying to you before we turned on the, the recording equipment, uh, I'm going to start off with 10 quick questions. Okay. Like I just said, you don't know the questions. I'm looking forward to some of the answers. Like I said, I'm genuinely interested in your take on things, plus influences, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, Ready to roll? Yeah. Cool beans. I Uh, feel nervous. Ah, you'll be fine. (laughs) All right. Number one, what does an average day look like for a singer-songwriter? Um, (laughs) um, Serious self-doubt? No. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, Basically, I have a normal day job as well, so I go to my day job and... Um, usually I start my day by getting up and going to the gym Mm -hmm. and then I come home and make some breakfast, go to my job for a bit and then I come home and I usually work on my music in some way, whether that's sending emails to venues, doing all the admin side of it. That's like, I can, I can see your just joy in your face right now as you understand what I'm saying. Yep. And, um, um, yeah, um, and then usually I make some dinner for me and my partner and then we try and spend some time together. In the evening. Yep. What yeah. do you do for work? Um, I work as an assistant for a psychologist, actually. Oh, shit. Yes. Okay. So some days I don't know whether he's going to just like, you know, admit me into the local hospital mm-hmm. or not. But mm-hmm. um, um, yeah, he's great. Yeah. Cool. Uh, number two, give me three. I hate when people ask, what's your favorite song? Give me, <laughs> give me three of your favorite songs. I'm not saying the top of the top, but what's three songs you'll like, okay. you could hear and be like, bam, this is my jam. Um. I wish I had have written Hotel California yep. by the Eagles. I like every time that comes on, I'm like, damn, that's a good song. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm super into Fleetwood Mac. Yep. So anything like Dreams or Rihanna, the chain yep. is like, ugh, Did you amazing. go see them when they were here? No, 
I had a gig and I was really upset. I've never been madder at my own gig in my yeah, life. Yeah. I was like, damn it. Um, and then third song, um, even though I think I've already given about six, um, would have to be something, I don't know. I love Billie Eilish. I love that whole okay. new album. Yep. Um, something a bit new school like that, yep. bad guy, something yeah. like that. Okay. Yeah. Do you think the radios are flogging it too much? Uh, I don't really listen to the radio. Great choice. <laughs> yep. I listen to a lot of podcasts yep. and um, I listen to a lot of just my own playlists and that yep. sort of thing. So, yeah. Cool. Um, here we go. Uh, you almost may have given away the answer to the next one. <laughs> what, what's an artist or a group you can listen to for a long session? Oh, yeah. Fleetwood Mac. Yep. The Eagles, Queen, Billie Eilish, Frank Ocean, Kanye, mm-hmm. um, uh, Mariana's Trench. There's not many people that have heard of them. No. And they are probably some of the best pop punk lyrics yeah, okay. and melodies and just general badassery yep. in albums and songs for the last 10, 15 okay. years. Like they're incredible. Mariana's Trench. Look them up. Yeah, cool. I'd never um, heard of them. Yeah, they're, they're, honestly, they're incredible. My best friend Matt put me onto them yep. and um, about 10 years ago and I just... I'm so not even low key, just obsessed yeah, cool. with them. Yeah, sweet. Um, so yeah, people like that. Yeah, cool. It's funny, like even those answers there. Once again, speaking kind of musically. Yeah. People hear the the those people you've just listed off. Yeah. And they go, oh yeah, cool. It sounds good, but musically, their mu- like the actual music yeah. is phenomenal. Yeah. There's so many layers and yeah. so much shit going on. Yeah. And yeah. that's like I think that's one of the things that I love so much is when. You know, someone like Mariana's Trench, even that people haven't really even heard of, mm. but there are so many layers in their in their music, and yep. they're oh man, you want to talk about an interesting human being? The lead singer is an ex drug addict, cleaned mm. himself up. He writes these beautiful songs that you think are about love or a partner, and it's about drugs, yep. and you go, holy shit! Like yep. it's just like, and everything's so multifaceted in the music. Like I just am anyway. Yep. I could talk about them forever. I should be on their payroll or something. Yeah, like. that'll be the part two of our chat. <laughs> yeah, like just yeah, going through just their back catalog. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, small business question: How many hours per week do you spend either rehearsing, writing, promoting? Like, let's be real; it's a second job. Um. Yeah, it's my first job. Some days too. Yeah. Um. Some. Well, I gig like two to five times a week, which would mean at least an hour to four on stage Mm. alone. Um, So then even with those gigs, you're invoicing people, you're putting together some set lists, you are Mm -hmm. talking to your band, you Mm -hmm. are, you know, potentially rehearsing with them. Um, I write my own music as well. So even when I'm listening to other people's music, I sometimes go, oh my God, that's a really great idea. Or you see something and that's inspiration and I will pull over and I will voice memo it or I'll write it down in my notes. Mm -hmm. Um, My iPhone is literally, I'd be so lost without it um, because it's just got everything. Um, uh, Look, realistically, it could be, it could be at least four to five hours a day. Yep. um, And most days more. That And that's what I found, like, obviously... Being from that kind of background, it's people see the one to four hours that you're on stage mm-hmm. and they do not see the promotion, mm-hmm. the advertising, the, yeah. the actual trying to get gigs. Yep, the phone calls, the emails, yeah. yep, all of that side of it. Yeah, And then the actual rehearsing and writing mm-hmm. aspects, yep. like even yep. like the fun, quote, fun stuff doesn't happen until no. like 
It's not, not even the main thing. No. And even, you know, like you go to events and I'm very, very grateful that I get to go to so many events and that mm. sort of thing as well. But that's still work as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I still have to go and be... Ellen like, Reed. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's not as though I can go like slink in the corner and just watch everything happen. You know, like yeah. I, I go to these events and I have to be that person. So yeah. that is part of my job as well. And I go to the gym every day and I consider that part of my job, yeah. you know, because I have a certain expectation of how I have to look mm-hmm. in this industry. And so I count that as some of my hours in the day that I have to, yep. you know, get up and go to the gym, even when I'm bloody tired or, yeah. you know, hey, you don't want to do it, right? you know, but yeah. yeah. Uh, same kind of vein in a roundabout way. How many hours sleep do you try and get a night? <laughs> um, I I try and get a lot because I'm one of those people that I need a lot to cope yep. and to not get sick yep. and um to look after my voice basically. Yeah, of course. Um my voice needs rest. Mm. And if I'm awake I'm talking. So <laughs> <laughs> So if I'm sleeping I'm good. Yeah. Um but some days it's really hard. I suffer with a bit of anxiety. Yep. Um and some nights I find it really difficult to sleep and I find it really difficult to get to sleep. Yep. Um but I try and aim for, you know, at least eight hours. Yep. Yeah, cool. I'm liking these answers so far because <laughs> so many of them relate to like things that I just jotted down. <laughs> yes. Um Answered the next question already. How many gigs on average would you play a week? Um, yeah, look, between two and five. Some weeks I have none. Some mm. weeks I have every night. You yeah, know, yeah. it's just we're coming into a busy period like with Christmas corporate parties, season yeah. and Christmas parties and September is wedding season and I do yep. some weddings and stuff like that as well with my bands. Yep. So we're coming into a really, really busy season, but you, you take it when you can get it because yep. you know that January, February, March are – dead so you know that you're not going to really earn money or Mm -hmm. perform in that time so you just do as much as you can when you can get it yeah um you you said bands just then like (laughs) just purely because i'm interested it's not one of the questions (laughs) could you turn up and play a gig with a computer or are you guitarist or are you full Um, band or um it depends like i get booked as ellen reed and i get booked to sing with a backing track for one song yep. at a corporate event. Yep. Um, and sometimes that's really lucrative. Mm. So, you you know, you go do that. Um, I prefer not to. I prefer to get up and do, um, you know, with a guitarist or a trio. Mm-hmm. So a guitarist and a um, drummer mm-hmm. um, right through to a full band. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's usually corporate bands and wedding events are yeah. usually the, the full band. Yeah. But, um, a lot of the time if I'm booked as Ellen Reed, mm. I will book either a guitarist or they'll specify that they just want tracks. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. I like for me personally, does, does it feel weird? Like, okay, you're playing your own music, I guess. So you, yeah. you throw yourself into it. But I know when we were playing, like we would vibe off each other. 100%. Yeah. You know, it is hard. Like, but that's why, like, for example, I just did bridge to Brisbane like last weekend. Yeah. I sang, not didn't run. Um, yeah. I sang, sang and ran. And yeah. Um, and I got to sing two of my originals. So yeah. I sang selfish, my last single, and mm-hmm. you have been worn my latest single. Yeah. Um, and they wanted it with the tracks. Mm-hmm. So I hired four dancers to perform with me. Yeah. So they were there um, for both of the songs. So they give the vibe and, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. like you sort of, they almost not replace the band, but it's because it's obviously a different element and that sort of thing. But you get the full sound of the track 
mm. the way it is on the recording. Yep. And you get that vibe with the with the dancers and stuff like that. So, yep. Yeah. Cool. Rolling on with the vibe feel. <laughs> do you prefer playing covers or originals? Um, obviously originals. Yep. Um, you play covers to make money. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> yep. You know, like yep. at the end of the day, you know, and that's not to say like some. I love doing covers. Like mm. I love being able to like sing a song differently to the way it was recorded. Or, yeah, put your you own know, feel put, on it. Exactly. But um, obviously, I'd love to be. You know playing originals yep. all of the time. But yep. unfortunately, I'm not Beyonce yet. So yeah. give it time, my friend. <laughs> exactly. Like you know? I know from when we played, our very, very first gig, it was like a trial gig and we had to do an hour set of mm-hmm. cover music. Mm-hmm. And a majority of those songs stayed in our cover set list until we finished playing. Yeah. So I could completely zone out. Yeah, and just get through a song like yep. not have to think about if I had to play Brown Eyed Girl one <laughs> more time, <laughs> and it would annoy, it would annoy the Christ out of me because everyone would get up and be like, "Yeah, I love this song." It's like oh. I've played this song so many times. I know, but they lose their minds. They lose their dang minds. Yes, drunk people. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, songs. What do you gravitate towards in a song? Beat, lyrics, the vibe. Is it the the performance itself, like if you're listening to a song, um, you know, not necessarily your song, but you're listening to any old song, what do you gravitate towards? Um, there's a really great quote by Frank Ocean that says, when you're happy, you listen to the music. And when you're sad, you listen to the lyrics. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't agree more. Okay. I feel like, um, yeah. Yeah. I feel, uh, having said that though, like I am probably a bit of a freak show and sometimes I, you know, I guess cause I am a bit of a music nerd and I, yeah, I yeah. listen to music a lot and I'm always like listening for new ideas mm-hmm. and you know, what's coming out at the moment, mm-hmm. you know, that sort of thing, trying to keep up with it all. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I really, I do listen to lyrics because yep. I find a lot of the time people use buzzwords these yeah, days, yeah. but they don't actually say anything. They're, mm-hmm. they're just putting words together. Yeah, it's a melody on top of the music. It's yeah. Like, you can say whatever you want. Yeah, and I'm like, I don't know. I feel like there's such a great thing in country music where they tell stories mm. and, you know, it's that old saying of three chords and the truth. And, yeah, yeah. You know, but modern country music still has those stories but it's still considered country because they're telling stories even though they've really got pop or rock yep. sounds at their core. Yep. Um you know you look at someone like Casey Musgrave who's essentially a pop indie girl mm. and she's considered a country artist cuz she writes these beautiful beautiful lyrics. Yep. Um so the longest answer ever to your question um, no, no. <laughs> I don't know I listen to everything I guess like I listen to different parts of it when I'm feeling different things. And if I want to be inspired, like sometimes I'm like, shit, I really can't think of something to say right now. Yep. Um, so I'll listen to different things. I'll watch TV shows. Mm. You know, at the moment I'm obsessed with this show called Power on Stan. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. yep. And I was in Melbourne for a gig and I went into a writing session with a friend of mine mm. and I was like, I really want to write a song about this show. Like mm. I'm just like – there's so many big feelings that yeah, I have yeah. towards this show, which is so dumb. But yeah. I was like, I, and I came home and played it for my partner, who's also obsessed with the show. And he was like, damn, like, yeah, that's so good. Yeah, yeah cool. You know, so it just, yeah, it depends. Yeah. For, well, like, if we take Billie Eilish, for example. Yeah. 
when I heard, she's a vibe. When I heard, yeah, when I heard bad guy, <laughs> I was like, mm, this tune is awesome. Yeah, right. Could not tell you any of the words. Yeah. And then like the more I like the more it got played, thanks radio. The more it got played, I was listening to the words. And I'm like, what the fuck are these words? Like yeah. they're just nothing words. Like yeah, I could just they're listen, buzzwords. Yeah, I could listen to the song without any words to it, or like yeah. if it was played at like let's take a Lions game. If just the backing track, like if just the music was played, I'd be like, yeah, this is a cool atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah. It, that's a, a song where I don't think the lyrics yeah. do anything like that's a vibe song yeah. for sure. Yeah. But when you listen to, it's actually funny, like even doing as many weddings as I do, mm. I often get asked to sing like the first dance song yeah. or something like that. And the amount of times you get given a song and you're like, these people have not listened to the lyrics. Yeah. Yeah. This is about cheating or yep. this is a breakup song yep. and they want to be like, we want this on record for the rest of our yeah. lives. It's the John Mayer back catalogue. Yeah. And yep. I'm just like, you guys are insane. Yep. You know, like it's crazy. I sang Shallow the other day at a wedding. Like, you know, like it's, yep. yeah, it's crazy. So do you feel you know. like just off topic, do you feel weird playing people's like wedding songs, like actually singing them? No, no, I've never really thought about it. Yeah, no, I like we've done what we did a few weddings, and the the, couple of wedding songs we played, I was like, I feel bad. Like, (laughs) you you guys want to hear whatever the fucking song is, yeah, you don't want to hear me or us play this song, like, just like we can put it on on the iPhone, yeah, and you can have it, like, literally, you can have it, yeah. No, I don't know, I've never really thought about it because I always get like. I just get booked for them. So, like, I think you sort of... It's like that thing that you said before where you get a bit desensitized with the song. Yeah. Like, I almost go to weddings now and I'm like, okay, another one. You know, like... Everyone's going to sit down for three hours before, like, that one hour and they're going to stand up. Yeah. And I think, like, the biggest thing for me is, like, after, like, essentially being a part of so many weddings and attending so many weddings, I'm Mm. like, I do not want, like, a standard wedding. I don't even know. Yeah. I just go, oh, it's, yeah. there's, you know, it's all the same. Yep. Everything that you think is unique, guys, is not unique. Nah. It's all been done before. Yep. Everyone's done it, yeah. you know, so. When you go to a wedding, you, you, like, you're immune to, like, what might, might be happening back at house. Mm-hmm. When you play at a wedding, mm-hmm. like, you get to see all the nitty gritty stuff. Yeah. And, and then you, you actually stand back and watch everything kind of unfold. Yeah. And it is that, oh, this is just the same thing. Yeah. You know, you can get a couple of slow songs out of the way first because no one cares. Yep. Yeah, and and just... all of, all the people are the same that go to them. And yep. it's like, yeah, it's always funny. I guess like, that's why some of the, the, the different ones are always fun. As in like the couples there's you know, usually some chill couples. Yep. There's always the psycho couples. Mm-hmm. There's been a few that I've seen that I'm like, Oh, you guys are not going to last. Mm. Like you're just like you. If you can't pretend to look like you're in love on your wedding day, yeah, like just what hope relax. have you got? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's always interesting doing weddings. Playing if you get a chance to play a country wedding, like out bush, yeah, they are wild. Yeah, yeah, we've done a couple of them. That's where you earn your money too. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like those farmers, they mm-hmm. know how to they know how to party. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, bouncing off the music for one. Actually, no, we'll do a music question. Most requested song in a gig. Uh I always get Adele. Yeah, okay. I think just because I've got a big voice. Yeah. Um Do you actually do you play any Adele songs? Yeah, I usually play Rolling in the Deep. Yep. Um I've started to do Semi Love to Your New Lover. Yeah, cool. Um but 
everyone just wants to hear rolling in the deep. Mm. And then once you give that to them, they're okay. Um, and then it's like, you've got the people that have no idea. Like mm. we were at a wedding the other night and, you know, I just finished singing like a Dua Lipa song and they mm. were like, can we have Metallica or, yeah. you know, like the, you can tell the weddings that, or like the events that you go to and they're like, okay, we want Jimmy Barnes yep. and, you know, and look, I love Jimmy. Like mm. he's insane, but I'm not going to ever sing Jimmy Barnes yeah. the way Jimmy Barnes can sing Jimmy Barnes, yeah. you know, or a guy can sing Jimmy Barnes or like they want Metallica or, or they want, you know, like yeah. you're just like, okay. Yeah. That mm. was, a, that was a big one for us. Like, oh, play ACDC. It's like, bro. Yeah. Right. Not even, not even going to happen. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. It's just like, okay, cool. So yeah. yeah. Uh, last question out of this first little run. If you're on a night out, what's your drink of choice? Oh man. Um, that literally changes all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I started as a white wine girl, mm. then went to red. Yep. Um, now I will drink a bit of gin. Yeah, okay. Getting um, older, getting classier, right? Getting older, getting classier, you know? <laughs> um, now I'll have some gin. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's, I'm, I'm okay. allergic to like, I'm a celiac, so I kind of beers or anything yep. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's either usually like red wine or gin yep. or an espresso martini because I'm a white girl after all. So, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, hey, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't really drink too much though like, Mate, you, when I go you're out. working. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, cool. That's our first little run of questions out of the way. Like, I love it. Bit, bit here, there and everywhere. Um, but that's the point. Bit of a loosen up. Get a vibe of what's yep. going on. Um, we're going to take it, take the chat in a few different directions and then we'll come back around towards the end. Um, what, obviously, we need to talk about the singing career. That's a massive <laughs> part of it. Yep. Um, so why singing and how did you get into it? Um, I Well, I got into singing because my mum took me to piano lessons when I was six years old. Mm-hmm. And I went for probably six or seven weeks Yep. and the piano teacher came to the door with me at the end of one of my lessons and um, said to mum, oh, I don't want to teach Ellen piano anymore. And mum was like, what the shit has yeah. this little girl done? I'm going to backhand her when I get home. Yep. She had that look on her face. I could just see it. Mm. Um, and she goes, no, 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 nothing like that. Like she's, she can actually sing. And yep. she was, apparently I was singing along when I was playing the piano. Okay. So like run, like, yeah. Key, uh, what's the word? Like when I was playing the keys and yeah. stuff like that, yeah. So I would sing along, and so then, yeah, she decided that my voice was okay naturally, and so she started to teach me singing, and so she kind of like sent my life on a completely different trajectory. So, yeah, okay. and I'm kind of a singer now because of her. Yeah, so, that's sweet. So yeah, that's yeah. how I got into it. Um, what age did you start playing gigs? Um, I was probably. Around, oh, maybe 21, 22. Mm-hmm. I was a bit of a late bloomer. Yep. Um, and then I was really just doing like RSLs and stuff like that. Yep. Um, the hard thing with gigging is that like, and you could probably relate to this, is mm. that like you never really feel like you're ready to do a gig, but the only way to like be good at gigging yep. is to gig. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, it's this hard thing where it's almost like this baptism by fire you've yep. just got to get in and get it done yeah and so for a long time i was really scared of how i would sound and i wouldn't feel prepared and i mm. wouldn't feel like i was good enough to be up there yeah um 
and then yeah I just started trying to do it more and more and more and then that little show happened and then after that I was gigging a lot everywhere yeah Yeah. um did you have a couple of drinks before playing or was it always sober as a judge always sober yeah okay always sober yep it's only been (laughs) I can probably count on one hand Mm. how many gigs I've had where I've had a wine or Mm. something beforehand um and it's only usually one there's been one gig where I got a bit loose and I like had to go outside and like walk around and that sort of thing. And I like, I was like, I'm so unprofessional. I feel so bad. And it's like, no one could tell. Like I literally, Mm. I held it together pretty well. Yeah. I I don't want to compare obviously what you're doing (laughs) to what like we used to do because we used to play in the shit pubs and like... (laughs) And we were the other way and the like the bouncers, the managers like, yep, sweet. Everyone's happy. Everyone's spending money. Who cares? Yeah. Like, yeah. Obviously they weren't there for the vocal show or anything like yeah. that. <laughs> but you get like a bar tab at most places that you go to mm. and you know, they'll come in and you'll be in your dressing room and they'll bring you a bottle of wine. Yep. And it's like, if you're not on till 10 o'clock at night, yeah, like that's a big temptation to sit yep. there with like a bottle of wine and you, and you just like, hello. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it can, you know, I sometimes have one yep. and then afterwards I'll, you know, yeah, I might have another. Staying on the, like just on the gigs for a sec, do you obviously have to warm up? How mm. long do you spend warming up? Um, I used to spend a lot more time warming up. Yep. Um, now I kind of, um, I warm up non-vocally as in I stretch my mouth yep. and I stretch my tongue. Yep. I hold a lot of tension in my jaw and yep. my tongue root. Yep. So I make sure that I stretch all of that out. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I will do like lip trills and stuff like that and I'll do sirens and, yep. and that sort of thing to try and warm up. And then usually I will sing through, it's like almost like a little bit of a pre stage ritual. Mm. Like I have to sing through the entire song at least once backstage. Yep. Like I, and it, like if I haven't done it, I get like really anxious and I'm going to like fuck it up. Yep. But, um, I, th- I think it's more of a superstition thing even now than it is even like I would actually make a mistake. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Part of the routine. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I just do that now. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Was singing always the plan? Like was, well, sorry, was performing always the plan or yeah. is it just something you kind of like, as you said, late bloomer, quote unquote, mm. like, is it just something you kind of came back to and went, oh, I can, I'm going to give this a fair crack or was it always the plan? It was always the plan. Yeah. Um, I was, I, f- I feel like I wish I had been more fearless when I was younger. Yeah. Um, I was always scared of what people would think of me and I was always scared of what um, would happen if I really went for it. Mm-hmm. And like my parents made me go to uni. They didn't want me to, you know, I really wanted to sort of have a bit of a gap year and, yep. um, you know, I made sure my parents made sure that I went straight to uni and that sort of thing. And it turned out that was a great thing and I had a great time there and, you know, but, um, I, yeah, I really wish that I was more fearless as a younger person because I feel like I probably could have thrown a lot more at it when I was younger. Yeah. And I was, you know, I had the energy to, and that sort of thing. (laughs) Hindsight is a beautiful thing. Isn't Isn't it? it? You know, like you just look back and I go, Shit, man! Like I'm older <laughs> than I was at 21 now. Yeah, and I just go, you know, like I'm, I'm so much more fearless, and I'm so much more like I don't give a fuck what anyone says now. Like I'm, yep. I will get up and I'll sing and I'll do the best 
fucking job that you can imagine and just own it yeah 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 whereas before i was like oh please like me Mm. you know so yeah all right so jumping ahead um i mentioned it off the top and you said that little show (laughs) um the voice yeah bang uh the voice i like i'm interested to know i'm always interested to know how all those kind of shows (laughs) work and what is actually bullshit and what's actually the real deal. How um, long have you got? Oh, please. <laughs> it's digital, endless tape. Um, so why why the voice and how did that come about? Um, I applied in 2016 mm-hmm. and it was technically, I think, the end of 2015 that I applied. Yep. Um, the audition that you have to fill in a form online. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and it was open until like midnight that night mm-hmm. and I just kept, and I was thinking about, thinking about it and I just kept putting it off mm-hmm. and then I got a bit drunk and I was like, oh, fuck it. I'll just apply. Let's do it. Who cares? And, um, I sort of took the piss a little bit, like some of the questions mm. they asked, I was like, you know, they were like, tell us something that you, you know, we don't know about you. And in my head, I'm like, well, you don't know anything yeah. about me. You know but, my name and phone number. Yeah. Like, cool, man. Um, so I was like, I've never seen an episode of the Simpsons, you know, like I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> which I genuinely never have. Yeah. And, um, you know, like just stupid shit like that. Yep. And then they wanted you to send in a video, mm. um, with you being like, hello, my name's Ellen Reed and this is my audition for The Voice. Um, yeah. and, um, I didn't, I sent in a video that I'd done a show not to like probably a couple of weeks before and I yep. sang Chandelier yep. by Sia. And so I just sent them that and I was like, mm, YOLO. And yep. so I like, like hit enter and then like ran away from my computer. It's done. And it's done. I was like, bye. And, um. And then I got a call and they were like, hey, do you want to come in and have an audition? Hmm. And then there's like there's like six or seven rounds of auditions. Before um, the TV stuff Before happens. the blind auditions. Yep. Um, there may even be more. I think we worked out that like the day of my blind audition, someone's like said to me, like one of my family said to me, after you make it to the grand final, you've already survived like half the show. Hmm. And so... Like I'd already, you know, like I'd made it through as many rounds at the blind audition as I needed to get through again to get to the the grand final. Right. So, um, yeah. And then I turned up on the day and I was the last session on the last day. And I literally, my mum got on a plane to mm. come to my blind audition. And I like, when I found out I was the last session of the last day, I like literally was like, don't even bother. They're not going to take me through. Yeah, everyone's going like, to be tired. Yeah. Like yeah. that's bullshit. Like, I don't know why I'm even bothering. Blah, yep. blah, blah. And a little negative Nancy over here. And um, and so, yeah. And then we literally waited around all day and I found out some of the other contestants had like, like joked that I was narcoleptic because we did like some filming in the morning yep. and then I knew my session didn't start until like three o'clock in the afternoon yep. and we finished filming at like 11. So mm. I was like, well, if my session doesn't start till at three, mm. I'm going to have a nap See because yeah. so I can like be fresh. Yeah. Yeah. And so I had like a two and a half hour nap and then I like got up and like was feeling fresh mm. and, um, you know, like I was like, and everyone's like stressed out and had been like warming up all day. Yeah. And anyway. So, um, everyone was like super surprised at like how chill I kind of was. And yeah. on the inside I was like, Oh fuck, Oh fuck, Oh fuck. What am I doing? What am I doing? <laughs> yeah. Um, but on the outside I appeared really chill. Yep. Um, 
And then, to be honest, I didn't even think I'd get a chance to sing. Yeah. And people kept coming down and, like, being taken to the studio and that sort of thing. And they'd be taken about an hour later with their families. Mm. And then, all of a sudden, I got the call to go down. And they were like, we need you right now. And it was all, like, panic stations. That's what you want? Yeah, exactly. I was like, this is stressful. And um, I found out later that, like, 15 people didn't get to audition because I got the last spot on the on Jesse J's team. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I don't even know. I just kept making it through and I just kept working my ass off mm. and, um, Oh, look, there's, you know, as I said, how much time do you have? Yeah. I can tell you everything if you wanted, but yeah. there's, you know, there's so much that goes on and there's, yeah, it's a, it's a crazy fucking roller coaster ride. Yeah. Is it, is it like, obviously I'm assuming it is, is it pretty heavy on the promotional side of things as opposed to, hey, let's practice a song? You know what I mean? Uh, to be fair, it actually is really rehearsed. Yep. Um, that's why I think it's like pretty um, astounding sometimes when people like forget lyrics or yep. fuck it up and that yep. sort of thing. However, nerves do like some pretty yeah. messed up things to you. So like I can't judge too harshly. But like when I was there, like during the live shows, you'd – You'd be in rehearsal every single day. Yeah, okay. And you'd be rehearsing with the band and you'd be sitting around and you'd be doing interviews in between and you'd be doing your wardrobe fittings and Mm. they make you try on like five different things and then the producers choose what you're going to wear on the show and um, yeah. So like (laughs) me being cynical, are they creating a way that they want you to be? Uh, do you still get to be Ellen Reed or are they going to be, is it the producer's version of what they want? I think it's really interesting because like when I went through the process, I kind of always said, I'm really proud of myself because I feel like I was myself the whole time, Mm. but I felt like I had played the game enough to keep getting through. Now that I've been on it again this year and Mm. I've seen another side of it Mm. i go i had no fucking control over anything and they just make you feel like you do yeah okay um so i don't know what comes first the chicken or the egg but yeah um yeah it's an interesting little thing yeah okay um did you have much facetime with jess um we had one filmed mentoring session a week yep and then we had one um like off camera rehearsal with her a week. Yep. Um, so you only see her twice. Yeah. Yeah. What's she like? Um, she is my age. Yeah, shit. Yeah. Um, she is stupid good. Like oh yeah. Just Oh yeah. Like stupid. You're just like, are you for like who are you? Yep. We had to do a duet in the grand final and she would like she started singing her part and I like literally forgot to sing. I was just like Mm. <laughs> what is happening here? Yeah, yeah. Um, and she, but she is, she's a human being like the rest of us. Yep. You know, she has her insecurities and she has her shit like everybody else does. Yeah, cool. And to be honest, sometimes I think it's worse because she's been in this industry since she was a kid. Yep. Um, and there was a lot of big opinions around her and mm. there was a lot of big opinions from her. Mm. Um, but yeah. yeah. So, before I said, oh, how's Jess? Jessie J. Like, I, I don't, I obviously don't know her. <laughs> I know. I love how you sounded like she was like your best friend or yeah, something. Yeah, Jess, you know. Yeah, you know. Friends Jess. with Seal. Oh, yeah. Yeah, cool. Nailed yeah. it. Um, so you just said 
you came back this season or the latest season yeah. or whatever. What was the difference that you were talking about where you, <laughs> where you got to see the, and you're like, oh, what the fuck? Um, so I was brought back as an all-star this year. Mm. Um, and by brought back, I mean I was pretty much coerced into it. Okay. Um, I was pretty like manipulated into coming back and I guess like it just kind of I – fe- I feel like – you know, there was so much stuff that happened after I auditioned mm. that I found out from people that had come forward and sort of confided in me about shit that goes on on the show that I like, I really freaked out about how it was going to be edited and all of that sort of stuff. And I was like, this is going to be fucking damaging to my career. Um, I guess that was my foolishness where I was like, well, I made the grand final last time. This is such a huge risk. I didn't want to make that risk again because I was like, I don't want to look, be made to look like a fool. And someone that I'd known for a really long time called me and was like, well, what's the worst that can happen? Um, you know, you're a weapon singer. You've just got to trust us and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, well maybe I'll be okay. Cause I was like, I don't want to not go through, you know, I want to, I don't want to get knocked out in the blind auditions cause that'd be fucking embarrassing. Um, and then I ended up getting knocked out in the blind auditions and, you know, finding out some of the stuff afterwards. And even, you know, there was, there was a few things, there was a few red flags and, you know, my partner had a gut feeling like the whole time he was like, you need to not go back on this show. Like, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Um, my mom sort of had a weird feeling. I had a weird feeling. My sister had a weird feeling, but we just kind of ignored it because Mm. we were like, Oh, it's a good opportunity. It's exposure exposure again. Mm. But that's how they play you. They play you on your ambition. They know that there's not these opportunities every day. Yep. You know, I didn't get signed at the end of last time. I didn't get management at the end of last time. And it came down to the way that I looked. So it's like, why would this time be any different? And I guess, you know, that's why I went back. I wanted to, I wanted the record labels to see me again. But do you feel like, I'm just kind of thinking out loud. Do you feel like they asked you back because you did make it that far and you are such a jet singer that that was their opportunity to go, she made it this far last time, but now like the bar has been raised again or is Um, that, do you reckon, am I completely off topic? No, I think I was, how much do I want to reveal? How do I say this in code without? Um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think that it, uh, I think there was a very clear message from some people who, Um, I found out afterwards we're not such a fan of me. Yeah, okay. Um, on the production team. Yep. And I think Well, fuck them. I think it was their sort of fuck you to me. Right. Okay. Yeah. A little bit of politicking, hey? There's so much politics. Yeah. You would know. Oh mate. I'd i never been on the voice. What are you talking about? <laughs> in uh, the industry in general though, you would know about. Yes. Um Forget the voice. From there, it's like, cool, Ellen Reed doing your own music. Yeah. What happened after all the voice wrapped up? The first time? Yes. The first time um, I had uh, like (laughs) – I had a couple of weeks where I like couldn't leave my house because I was like – Yeah. No, I just was like so overwhelmed. Oh, okay. And people would stop me and be like, what's next? Oh, right. Gotcha. I don't fucking know. (laughs) Yo, I'm just trying to relax. Yeah. Like literally it was like the weirdest thing where I was like driving down the same streets and, Mm. and 
that sort of thing. And I was like, oh shit, like this is back to real life now. It's back to reality. Yep. What's um, normal? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and so I was like, okay, cool. And people would stop me and go, oh, what's next for you? Blah, 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 blah. And I'd be, it was like, I, you know, I've got lots of exciting things coming up. And in my head, I'm like, I have no idea what's coming up. And I'm fucking terrified that this yep. is it, you know? Yep. So, um, in a way, I was lucky that the, the record label and the management team and that sort of thing behind The Voice didn't want me because, firstly, their contract's shit, but secondly, it made me work so hard yep. for what I wanted. It made me um, it made me go, well, fuck you guys. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to show you how it's done. Yep. Um, and then one of my first gigs that I did, I the Firebirds had won their third premiership mm-hmm. and... I reached out to them and I was like, hey, I just finished on The Voice in the Grand Final and I sent this song called Firework and I think it'd be really cool at your ticket tape parade in King George Square and I'd love to come sing it for you if you were interested. Yep. And they said yes and um, I got to meet everyone in the um, Netball Queensland team and oh. the you know Firebirds and that sort of thing and those girls are amazing. Yep. And they work so hard mm. for you know what they do yep. and at that point they, you know, they were – premiership winners three years in a row and those girls all work other jobs yep they all do other things to earn money they don't earn money from netball you know like it's that's insane to me they're literally just playing sport yeah yeah and it's like that's craziness yeah um and so um i got asked to be an ambassador for them and i've been an ambassador ever since Mm. so um yeah, I've been able to sing at some pretty crazy events thanks to yeah. those girls. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I've, I've been able to sing at the Entertainment Center like so many times. It's insane. Yeah. And now at their purpose-built um, center, center over yeah. at Nathan mm-hmm. um, as well. So that's crazy, like being able to sing your own music yeah. and, and covers to, you know, at least 15,000 people every week yeah. is nuts. Yeah. Like it's nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was really funny. I think one of my favorite experiences was um, I was with my cousin and I took her to a game and mm. I wasn't actually singing that day. But all the Firebirds fans kind of know me because I am the ambassador. I'm there singing all the time. And my cousin and I don't really go – like she's like my big sister. We're so close. But we don't really like go out yep. very often. We're always like at each other's houses. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Like I'm picking up her kid from school or dropping it. You know, like yeah. I, you know, we help out or whatever. And um, we went to this event and – shit like people had stopped me and asked for my photo and were like oh you're singing today and you know having a big chat to me and we went and like finally sat down and she was like these people have no idea how much of a dickhead you are (laughs) (laughs) well i was like i was like they might but um you know like it you know it she just like was so weirded out by like yeah being in public and she was like oh shit like why do these people want to know you yeah yeah yeah. it was like so weird but um but yeah so after the show I just I worked hard and I gigged and mm. I was releasing music and and um yeah. Did you do all the music independently or all of it's independent? Fuck. All of it has yeah. been independent. So I, you know, pay my producer to, you know, make music or mm. and I write and I record and yep. that's all out of my own pocket. Yep. I pay for If you want a CD, yeah. I, got, I got a box of them right there. Yeah, yeah, I'll pay you for one. <laughs> um, you know, like I, you know, I pay for, you know, 
like you said, the CDs, the yeah. distribution online, like to put it on Spotify and iTunes and that sort of thing, that costs money. Like to get the artwork, artwork done costs money. To, Mixing, mastering. Yep, to have costumes and video clips. Yep. You know, the video clips are so expensive. Yeah. Um, You know, so it's, it all costs money. And yeah. that's why like at the start of this year, I got a, I got a day job because I wanted to be able to reinvest that money into my music. Yep. Um, so yeah, it's, it's expensive. Yeah. That's, we got that to that point and it's like every cover gig we did was just reinvesting back into ourselves yeah. and you're working, you know, we're only playing twice a week, but you're working actual on stage times, eight hours, mm-hmm. throw in travel, set up, pack yep. up all that shit and you don't get to see anything from it. Yeah. And it's like, oh man, this is just killing me. Yeah. It's yeah. exhausting and it's. It's hard. It's a hard slog. And that's what people don't understand. They're not just paying you for that one hour that you're singing or the four hours that you're singing or playing Mm. or whatever. They're paying you for those hours spent practicing, those, you know, all of that sort of thing. And so that you can reinvest in yourself. Yeah. I think my personal opinion is how it all played out on The Voice and, you know, building your stock up a little bit. Mm. I think it worked out well because... You get to put your own music out. It's your say. You get to do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. You're playing your gigs. People are knowing you now as Ellen Reed, not Grant, the voice grand finalist. Mm. Ellen Reed, you know what I mean? Like, if I obviously jumped on your Instagram and had just a scroll of your photos and, you know, just seeing you play these, these massive gigs or, mm. you know, putting stuff up about your film clip. And I know that you're doing it. You yeah. know what I mean? There's not a team of producers being like, okay, we, we've got this, this, this. And it's mm. like, you're working for it. And, yeah. you know, the fact that you, you've you elevated to that level where you can play those big notable mm. gigs and have that bit of notoriety, I think that, like, that worked out pretty well in yeah. the big scheme of things. As, as draining as it is, it's, yeah. it's your baby. You know what I mean? And it's terrifying as well because you go, oh, here's a piece of my heart. I hope you like it. Mm. Like that's please buy me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that's terrifying, and I, like that's part of like what I was saying before. I wish I was this fearless at twenty one. Yeah, because at twenty one, you know, like you have that energy, and you, you know, I just wasn't. I was too scared. Yeah, and now I'm like, fuck it. Yeah. And I'm lucky I've got, you know, a great partner who is the ultimate sounding board. And I'll, uh, you know, I will get calls about gigs even and I'll call him and go, what do you reckon? What do you think about this? You mm. know, like, like, you know, can we make this work? Can we do that? Can we, you know, like, should I be doing this? Or, you know, like he's the ultimate sounding board. And my mom is incredible. Like she's been doing it for longer than my partner has but yeah. um, <laughs> my partner's kind of taking the reins a little bit at yeah. the moment but yeah no she is the same you know like if I am not sure about how to word an email or you know even stuff Ouch. like that like yeah. yeah like how do I get what I want without sounding like an asshole you yeah. know so that they can't turn around and go oh she's a bitch you know yeah yeah and it's not even about anything bad it's just I think I'm worth this. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Like I'm sick, have the I don't want to do that. a gig for exposure anymore. You yeah. know, so within reason, there are some gigs I do for exposure. But yeah. um, <laughs> for sure, if anyone's listening, then it, yeah. <laughs> if uh, Beyonce's management's listening, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, that's cool. Like the fact that you're owning it, you yeah. know, what I mean? and like I said, it's yours. Yeah. If it works, great. But what's the worst going to happen? Fuck, you just play gigs, mm-hmm. like. That's cool, man. Exactly. um, No more talk about the voice. We're done. Great. I think, maybe. I (laughs) I can't remember the questions. But I want to find out a little bit more, like, 
we've mentioned anxiety a little bit and yes. things like that. So, um, like I said, this is all about mentality and why do you do what you do? And mm-hmm. the first masochism, fir- yeah, because um. <laughs> I hate myself. Uh, what's your drive? Like, what what keeps you going? Um. Oh man, some days it's different. Some days it's um, proving the haters wrong. Yep, telling them to get fucked. Like yep, that that is a big motivator. Some days, um, some days it's you know I look at my life with my partner and I go I want to build a more stable life and a beautiful house for us and yep. you know that sort of thing. I want to be able to contribute that way and you know um, some days it's that. Some days it's I've just got to get through today, you know. Some days it's harder than others. Um, and some days it's, yeah, it is just I, I want to succeed. I'd love my song on the radio and I'd love people to be able to turn up to the river stage and hear me sing my own songs. And, you know, it's that kind of thing that keeps you driven and moving forward. Mm, I I say this to my clients that I train. I've got to say it to myself and you got to remember why you started. Yeah. And if you lose sight of that, you might as well hang up whatever you're doing. Yeah. You got to, like, if I have a shit day, if you have a shit day, if someone else has you know, had a blowout weekend or whatever, so you got to remember where you started and mm-hmm. remember how you felt, like, when you thought, yes, this is what I want to do. Yeah. And as shit as promotion and rehearsal and all that kind of stuff, like, maybe it's like, that's what's got to, that's got to yeah. be the motivator, you know? Yeah, 100%. Um. Personally, I have a brain that doesn't stop ticking. <laughs> I'm a small business owner. There's always something mm-hmm. going on. Mm-hmm. How are you between the ears? Are you always on the like? Are you always thinking of something? Can you yeah. kind of just lose yourself in whatever you're doing? No. Or yeah, cool. <laughs> um, I'm an executive assistant to a very, very, very busy man. So that is my, you know, that is one of my jobs, and. You know, as part of that, I have to manage his diary and his office and, you know, everything that goes along with him um, and his life. And so I have to be on the ball with that. I have to be on the ball with my own shit. I have to be uh, make sure that I am, you know, writing music and sending those emails and have I invoiced that gig and, yep. you know, like all of that sort of stuff. And then I also have to be a loving and attentive partner to my boyfriend, yep. you know, and I've got to try and see my friends and... You know, I've got to go to the gym and I've got to eat well and I've got to, you know, like yep. that all takes up space in my brain. Yep. Um, Are you a list person? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, I'm a huge list person. Um, there's always lists everywhere, like on my phone. I'm a huge fan of monday.com. Have you got that? No, I'm old school. Like, oh, you're like literally lists. Pen and like, paper. Pen yeah. and paper. I was pen and paper as well for a very long time, but Monday.com has got me. Yeah, what is like, it? It's just a list like tracking that basically they use it for like small businesses so mm. that people can see what others are doing and you can work on groups, like group projects together. Okay. Um, but I just love it because it's like you can literally write down and you can update notes so you know where you're up to with certain things if things take more than one step. And then you can just like hit them done and they move to like a different list. And yeah, it's just cool. so satisfying to, to be able to, you know, change yeah. it to done. Cross it off or yeah, yeah. it's done. Yeah, exactly. Love that feeling. So yeah, I I don't stop. And that's probably why I struggle to sleep sometimes because, you know, I'll wake up in the middle of the night and, you know, a song line will come to me or I'll go, fuck, did I do that? Or, yeah. You know, 
yeah. know. Yeah. You know. That kind of answers the next question. Are you a stress head? Yeah. 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 Um, I live with pretty high stress and the high anxiety most of the time. Yep. Yeah. Do you, like, if we think about, you know, the, the pressure of TV and mm. even now where we're talking, you're juggling a second job and you're trying to do your own music and you're trying to do this and trying to do that. Do you get overwhelmed by that? Mm. 100%. How do you how do you bring yourself back? Um again, some days it's easier than others to bring yourself back from the brink. For sure. Um one of the biggest things for me is um I share a beautiful puppy with my partner and so I will take him for a walk yeah. or I go to the gym with my girlfriends. Um um, you know, one's a new mom and one has a very stressful job and the three of us have a group chat and we're like, yep. don't want to go, but we should go, you know, like, yep. <laughs> and so we will like meet up at the gym and, you know, just to be able to see them as well and just be like, yeah, life is stressful right now. Let's just like punch some shit. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, so we're like, we will try and get together at the gym and, and that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, that, that is kind of my go-to. Yeah. And I sit in the sun. I, I'm such a sun baby. Yeah, like yep. this weather heating up is like literally my dream. See you winter. Yeah, right. Yeah. And um, and I, you know, even this morning I was feeling a little bit stressed out. Mm. And so I went and laid in the sun while I ate my breakfast, and you know, just tried to, you know, just chill for a minute. Practicing mindfulness, mm. and it's something that you don't need to be a Zen master, but it is that. Let's just go for a walk. Yeah. And just take note of things going on around you. What, yeah. what can you see? Like mm-hmm. feel the wind hitting your face or lay in the sun and just kind of take it in. Or yeah. if it is going to the gym, like I say to the clients that I train who I know are under the pump, it's like this is half an hour of your day where you don't have to think about anything yeah. else. So let's just concentrate on this mm-hmm. and we're good. Yeah. You know, like it's very – Take your own advice, self. Um, <laughs> it's very easy to get overwhelmed by all that mm-hmm. stuff but – you got to 15 minutes a day, 20 minutes a day. You got to find that time. Yeah. If it's laying on a bed and listening to three songs, four songs in a row mm-hmm. and just decompressing, sweet, do yeah. it. Some people might hear that and go, that's fucking stupid. Yeah. But if it works, who cares? Like 100%. You got to find what works. Exactly. And even, you know, like on that gym thing, it's like, well, when I first started, going to the gym I'd be like stressed out and I'd be like oh my god what if people can't reach me for an hour you know like I might miss out on that gig or whatever and now I'm like no that's my hour like Mm. that's my hour that I get to concentrate on lifting heavier and being stronger and being a better version of myself everything can fucking wait for an an hour you know like there are two people in my life that have the number to the gym yeah and they know that if something really bad happens that they, they can call them and I will, yeah. you know, they can come get me. And that's it. Like, that's all I need. I don't, I just need that hour sometimes to just go, okay. Yeah. Chill out. Mm. Um, same vein as stress and anxiety and all that kind of stuff. You, you mentioned a word before, pressure. Yeah. Um, external pressure or internal pressure? What, what do you, like... <laughs> Where do you suffer the most, do you think? Um, yeah, how's that question? <laughs> I feel like uh, my internal pressure is greater than external pressure. Mm-hmm. It, what, it was Depending on, some, on which day. Yeah. Um, but I would say, as a general rule, my internal pressure is 
is more. I'm always like, I'm not doing enough. Yep. I need to be doing more with my singing. I need to be singing at that gig. I need to be doing this. I need to be writing more. I need to be at the gym more. I need to be eating better. I need to be doing this. I need to, you know, like I'm yep. constantly hard on myself and I'm constantly going, yep. oh, should I, should I have done that? Should I be doing this? Should I be at the gym instead? Like, when can I fit that in? Like, yep. um, yeah, that's hard. Yeah. Yeah. When it gets to, or when it did get to, either TV or recording your songs or did external pressure play a part in anything or were you able to block that shit out? Um, It's funny, external pressure you can (coughs) block out to a certain degree. Yep. And like um, my body is always an issue for everybody in the industry and that is something that I get comments about a fair bit because I'm not a size zero Mm. um, and – you know, they'd say shit about my body, you know, or um, whatever. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, <laughs> great. Um, and then on my bad days where I'd be like, oh, I don't look right tonight. Or, yeah. you know, like, oh, I shouldn't have eaten that. I should have gone to the gym today. Sitting this dress would fit me better like an idiot. But, you know, like I just – that's the stuff. And I would think of that comment, you know, like I would think of whatever they've said to me or, you know – um so there's, there is that, there is that external pressure that you sort of, you do sort of take on did, in different ways. Did you feel that or do you feel that physical pressure or of like body shape pressure? Or, Fuck oath. Yeah. 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 Even when you're doing your own stuff? Like, yeah. 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 Um, I've had record labels tell me that I've got a great voice and my songs are great, but I just don't look the way that they need me to look. That's bullshit. Um, I need to lose more weight. I, you know, like I, yeah, constantly. Yeah. So it's always a bit of an uphill battle for me Mm. because I go, well, I'm fit and I'm healthy and I eat well most of the time. Um, You know, we all have our, you know, blowouts here and there, but, you know, you can't be perfect all the time. Yeah. Otherwise you just... You live your life. Exactly. And I'm trying to... I have been one of those people where I'm like, you know, working out four times a day and not eating very much and, you know, like very sort of all or nothing, yep. you know, and I am trying to find that balance of it's actually okay. Like I can I can go to the gym and I can eat well and then I can also have a glass of wine on the weekend if I want it, yeah. you know, and not feel like, like I don't have to like kill myself over it, you know. So, um, but – that's self-love and you know and that balance is an ongoing journey for a lot of people for sure um but i think it's important that um yeah as women we sort of do try and find that balance and we do try and go we're okay the way we are as well like society always tells us that we have to be or look a certain way to be beautiful yeah um and I'm more than my body. I'm, yeah, for sure. I'm smart and I'm funny and I'm kind and mm. I can sing really well. And I'm, you know, like I'm nice to the people that are nice to me and, you, you know, like I'm that, generous. You and, you know, like since when is being fat the worst thing that a person can be? Yeah, exactly. You know, and I feel like it's such a, it's still such a um, prejudice in our society. We really look at like overweight people as lazy or... You know, we all come in different shapes and sizes Mm. and, you know, my healthy weight where I don't have to starve myself and work out six hours a day 
you know, looks more like this. And that's actually okay. Yeah, for sure. You I, know? I heard something the other day or read something the other day. One of those two. And it was at your funeral, no one's going to talk about your shape. They're going to talk about the person you were. Yeah. So if, yeah. if you're happy in your skin and you can still mm-hmm. be a, a gun person, then sweet. 100%. You know, um, uh, I lost my po- I lost my place. Uh, so so much, so, so many notes, so, so many, many notes. notes. Um, speaking of the fitness side of things, yeah. obviously doing what I do, yeah, it would be remiss of me to ask <laughs> not to ask about a bit of fitness stuff. Yeah. So you said you go to the gym. Yeah. Why do you go to the gym? Why do I go to the gym? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> most of the time it's to be fit. Yeah. Some of the time it is. Um, a self-flagellation thing where I'm like, I ate the wrong thing. So yeah. I'm going to hate myself. Yeah. 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 Um, and I, that's something that I've really worked on as well. Cause when I did start, I was like, what are you doing here? You know, like, and I was really like the internal pressures were like yeah, insane. Yeah. Like a little bit of self-consciousness. Is yeah, that what you're talking about? Yeah. yeah. And I've always been quite self-conscious in a gym. You know, I had a pretty terrible experience in a gym once a couple of years ago and where some guys made a really shitty comment. And I was like, I literally like walked out, cried all the way home, like called the gym and was like, I'm quitting, like, and didn't set foot in a gym for ages. Like I was so embarrassed. And then, you know, the gym that I go to now is so great and I love it. And Mm. I do, you know, hour weight classes or we do Muay Thai and, um, yeah, a lot of the time it is now to be fitter and stronger and to be able to last on stage. I have to run around on stage for four hours and sing songs and dance like a maniac and get people up on their feet you know that's exhausting energy yeah dave Dave Grohl said try 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 drinking six beers and run a marathon and you know what it's like to put on a show (laughs) yeah Yeah. yes that's brilliant um i remember the question i was going to ask before hello that bit of negative feedback that you may have got do you take that like as a chip on your shoulder like i'll fucking show you or do you take that as i'll show you like when i say i show you I'll show you and I'll get to where you want me to be or I'll be me and make it. Do you take um, it as a chip on the shoulder or do you shrug it off or? That is a um, question that I am trying to work through in my own mind at the yeah. moment. You know, that for a long time it was like, okay, well, I'll just show you and I'll get really skinny and I'll yeah. show you how pretty I can be. Mm, you wait. Yeah. And now I'm like, no, fuck you, mate. Like, you like – the other thing is what does some you know stupid man in the middle of nowhere or woman in the middle of nowhere like hiding behind their keyboard Mm. like what bearing on their life like on my life should they have and the answer is they shouldn't and it's like so if you don't have any bearing on my life why am i giving you the power to yeah so you could like let's say you completely changed your mindset and went, mm-hmm. all right, I will get to that size zero or mm-hmm. fucking something stupid. There'll be some dickhead that will I'll go... I'll still be too fat for someone. Or they go, oh, she looks sick. Yeah. Like, well, go eat a burger. You're too skinny. Yeah. I'm like, that'd be, you know, and that'd be right. This is why, this is a great reason why I hate social media. Like, mm-hmm. I'm on it. Like, I'm a hypocrite. But I, I hate seeing... It's just, it's like a big group chat of negative stuff. Mm-hmm. That that's literally what it is. Mm-hmm. Like some of the shit I read, like even like dumb comments on football pages mm-hmm. or this or that, and like mm-hmm. it's always like, oh, the comments are killing me. And you scroll through the comments, and like this is just hateful shit. Mm-hmm. Like what the fuck? We've forgotten that there's people behind 
our screens. Like, I think that's the biggest thing, you know, and especially like, I know we're not talking about that show anymore, but like when I was on that, you know, people forget that you are more than just this thing on the TV yep. and they say things and you go, you you would never walk up to me in the street and go, you fat piece of shit, go to the gym. Yeah. So why do you think that that gives you the right to stand behind you or sit behind your computer and say that to me? Like, you like you're what's wrong with society not yeah. me like it just takes the emotion out of it and it's just like oh i'm touching keys on a keyboard yeah and this will be funny yeah and that's it people try and do it for the humor or whatever and it's like you're just coming across as a dickhead so yeah. there's humorous stuff for sure then there's being an asshole mm-hmm. and a lot of social media feedback is being an asshole mm-hmm. but people 100%. people don't see it you know and mm-hmm. we talk about everything getting a little bit too pc can't say anything these days but you jump on social media and there it all is. 100%. You know? um, what do you do for you? Oh, man. Bam. What do I do for me? Correct. Um, I go and get my nails done every yeah. couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, I just like sitting in the chair and having my nails painted and just like zenning out for a little bit. Um. I, my guilty pleasure is watching terrible shows on stand on Netflix. So I totally fine. <laughs> I will watch those murder mysteries usually. Yep. Um, like those true crime thrillers, and then yeah. I'm like, I can't sleep, babe. Yeah. <laughs> Research it on Google. That's yeah, what I do. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, just that kind of stuff. Yeah. Time at the beach. Time with my fam. I love spending time. I've got a niece and a nephew, and um, I love to, spending time with my family. Yeah. Mm. Um. What is some of the less glamorous stuff that general people or general population wouldn't think about, you know, being a singer-songwriter, I guess, or being a musician. The early, the early mornings, the late nights, the, the glam sessions, like the, even, you know, when you sit in a chair for hours, like being made to look pretty, um, that can be tiring sometimes. Yeah. Uh, it's such a first world problem. <laughs> um, but like, it's the early mornings getting up and going to the gym. Some days I really don't fucking want to, but I do it because I know that I have to look a certain way and I know that I have to be fit for mm. stage, so I do that. Um, hearing people say shit things about you yep. because they feel like it's their right to comment about you, you the way you look or, mm. you know, online. Um, fighting for gigs, fighting for you know, what you think you're worth and what someone's willing to pay for you. Because, yeah. you know, when you manage yourself, you've got to deal with all of those awkward conversations. Oh, yeah. Um, the politics within the scene sometimes is pretty insane. Yep. Um, you know, there's a there's a lot of shit that's happened in the last couple of months, even after the show the second time. And um, there's been a lot of politics have gone on since then. And... Um, that isn't necessarily always nice. Yeah. And it's, um, I read this quote the other day and it was about theater, but it kind of applies to all music. Yep. And it says, you've got to have a hard enough heart to deal with all of the rejection and the, the shit that goes along with this life. And then you've got to have a completely open and vulnerable heart to be able to perform on stage and make people feel something. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, Mm. like that is so true because you've got to be made of glass, you know, to, 
you've got to be stone cold a bitch sometimes yeah. to be able to deal with all of the shit that comes along with this industry. Um, and then you've got to get up on stage and sing your little heart out and be open. Um, and I think, you know, even being with my partner has taught me a lot because um, he's teaching me to stand up for myself a little bit Yep. Um, because there's been things where he's gone, no, 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 that's actually, you've just been bullied. Like yeah, you, yeah, you're, yeah. you're actually, they're not allowed to talk to you like that. I know that you're used to that in this industry, but mm. that's actually not allowed. Like yeah. you can't sit in a business meeting and they say shit like that to you. Yep. Um, and so he's really tried to bring the bulldog out of me a little bit and I feel like he's slowly getting there. Yeah, but, cool. um, but yeah, it's just, it's stuff like that, yep. you know. Flip side, what are, what for, for you personally, what are some of the like real positive and up, uplifting things you take away from either performing or putting your music down or um I love it when people sing my songs back to me or yep. they say that you know it's helped them through a particular time mm-hmm. um I have had I released a song a couple of years ago called Never Surrender and I wrote it after the first time I was on the show actually. Mm. And it's about never giving up and, um, and in the chorus it says, I'll stand by you. I'll be your defender. You know, like I will, I will, I will be there for you if you need it, you know? And, um, I sang it, I sang it at a gig and this older woman started crying and she actually came up to me afterwards and had said that, um, her oldest son had been dealing with a lot of like mental health issues and drug addiction issues and that sort of thing. And her and her partner, um, her and her husband were nearly going to split up and Mm. she was nearly going to end her life. And she'd actually heard this song. It was recommended to her by a friend and she decided not to. And she decided to, you know, like fight for her son and fight for her marriage and, and that sort of thing. And, I just happened to be at this, you know, corporate event and sang it and she happened to be there and she couldn't even talk. Her friend had to like say I was the one that sent it to her, you know, like, yep. um, and hearing stories like that, you just go, shit, like, this mm. is why we do what we do because, you know, if I can help one person, you know, get through a shitty time or a breakup or, you know, music is this amazing thing where it makes you feel like you're not alone because, you go, well, at the very least, this person has felt how I feel, yep. you know, and they've been able to get it out into words. Yep. Um, so I think I think that's that's the good thing. And I guarantee in that moment you wouldn't have thought about anything like booking gigs or no. invoicing. Or- no, I bawled my eyes out. I got in the car and I bawled my eyes out and I crawled, called my mum. Yep. And I was like, I just, I can't even believe that this song yep. meant so much to someone else. Yeah. Like I was just... Yeah. You're sharing your song with someone else, and mm. yeah, that's cool. Hey, like, yeah, yeah, it really like it makes me emotional even like talking about it now. Like, I just it blows me away that people can feel like that about my music, you know, and that it's helped them that much. I just think that's that's why you do what you do. Yeah. Um, yeah. Plus, I get to go, go to cool events, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it does look pretty fun. <laughs> Speaking of well, work sometimes, <laughs> sometimes. Um, <laughs> For normal gigs, I say normal gigs, like not Suncorp Stadium and things like that. <laughs> yeah. Like what, what's your average gig, like stock standard gig? 
Oh, I I literally I don't have a stock standard gig anymore. Yep. Um, the most standard would be weddings. Yep. So I would get up with a guitarist, and I usually do the song that, where the bridal party enters, mm. and then you'll sing a song while they sign in the registry, and then you'll sing a song while they're walking back out. Yep. Um, and then, um, you usually do a cocktail set while everyone's eating food and drinking yep. and, you know, the, the couple are off getting photos and then you won't play again till you know, eight o'clock that night and you do three sets of dance, upbeat party tracks and then you go home. Yep. So that's probably my most standard gig. Yep. Um, otherwise it's, it's all over the shop. It's yeah, literally yeah. crazy. On a scale of one to 10, how much do you hate load in and pack up? <laughs> um, look, I must admit it. It's probably about a 15. Yeah, cool. But um, I'm also must admit I'm pretty lucky in that a lot of the time I actually don't have to do it. Yeah. Um, because I get hired a lot of the time to be... Alan Reed. Yeah. Um, I get to just turn up and they've got a sound guy there and sweet you know there you go which is really cool yeah um and all my wedding gigs i bring like a mic stand and a mic lead and a mic and i'm like here you go let's Plug do in. it yeah um so i'm like i'm the worst singer i'm like literally the stereotypical singer i'm just like it's not my problem yeah, don't exactly. make me bring my pa brought my microphone i'm yeah. good yeah <laughs> yeah that, that was the worst like we five piece band full mm-hmm. pa mm-hmm. all the equipment mm-hmm. and some of the f- fucked load-ins we had like it was Mm -hmm. literally a second job like we'd put four hour gigs and you'd have to be there two hours before the gig starts to load all your shit in and set up and then get sweaty and then cool down again before you get sweaty again on stage so we'd have our stunt shirts so you just put your old shitty shirt on and you're rolling in and people are like what the fuck are these (laughs) guys doing and then you'd go put your good shirt on and yeah yeah yeah, I do not miss that. No, at all. Not at all. And then, then, then the other side of that is when you load out again, because it, you're like, all I want to do is go home. Yes. Or get drunk. Yeah. And it's like I've got to pack all this shit up. Yeah. yeah. Just fucking slam it in the car and just yeah. like, well, I'm gonna deal with that next time. And then <laughs> the next time rolls around, you're like, what the fuck yeah. happened here? Yeah. That was our lives for yeah. so many weekends. Yeah. Right. Um, you spe- like your ability specifically. Because you've got a belt of range and a big, powerful voice. Do you, Thank you. Norris. <laughs> do you enjoy performing cover songs we're talking about that you get to show that off? Or are you happy to sing a middle-of-the-road song that gets people up and about? Um, I am happy to sing whatever gets the people going. Yep. Um, of course, everyone loves to show off every yep. once in a while. So, um, you know, I'll throw in a big banger. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one a set usually. Yep. Um, and again, it depends, you know, for weddings and stuff like that, you just play what they want. Yep. Um, but for like the, the gigs where I'm being booked with just a backing track, they usually either ask for my own or they'll ask for something like chandelier or, you know, they want that, that big moment. The, the song of the moment is this is me. So from the greatest showman. Uh, okay. So I've literally probably sung that maybe a hundred times yep. in the last, fucking 12 months since the the movie's come out yep um so yeah i get booked to sing that a lot yeah okay Mm. um what's your favorite cover song still what's your favorite cover song like you personally it doesn't have to be a crowd favorite 
But like, what's one song where you can still go, yeah, fuck, this is a cool song. Oh man, there's so many. I actually did a gig on the weekend and I sang Scared to be Lonely by Dua Lipa. Okay. And um, oh, who else does it with her? It's a it's a dance track. I'm sure it's like Zed or something like that. One of these people and, I um, don't know about. Yes. Yeah. And um, she, it, it's such a good song. And mm. I just like, I love singing it. It's such a fun one. Yeah. Um, oh, sorry. Footsies. I, um, I also enjoy stuff like New Rules by yep. Dua Lipa. I'm a big fan of hers. Yep. Um, I love doing Rhiannon on stage. Like, yep. that is such a banger. Mm. Um, yeah. I don't know. There's a there's a few. Yeah. like My own stuff. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> like, That's always like the favorite. I, yeah. I love getting the request of play a song that you guys want to play. Like you get that weird guy in the uh, crowd. I was like, well, what the fuck? We've done that for the last four hours, mate. Yeah. Have you been paying attention? Thanks, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for helping. Yeah, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, just, I'm not even looking at the notes for this one. The way music's going at the moment, like I feel like it is, like tongue in cheek, I said, oh, people I don't know about. But I feel like the, the, all the music is coming out, it's very... You're getting older. 100%. Dude, <laughs> without a doubt, like I had no idea, like it feels like not music's gone, but it's very computer and mm-hmm. synthy and sounds yeah. and stuff. We were talking about favorite songs and bits and pieces at the very very beginning and Mm -hmm. yours was very music Mm -hmm. like yeah i feel like music is so cyclical yeah that like great word yes you're welcome um that you know like we started in the 70s with some of this great rock and pop rock and that sort of thing with people like fleetwood mac and queen and kiss and all of that um and then we went to you know like the glam rock of the 80s and Mm. then we had the 90s where synths had started to sort of take off and it was that real like when you go back and listen to 90s music you're like holy shit that's synthy and you're like wow i know you know what that is kind of thing yeah and I just feel like, you know, even as at, <clears throat> sorry, as late as like the early 2000s, we had people like Jet and Wolfmother yeah. and, you know, that kind of thing, making a, a new wave of rock. And they were killing it. They were. They were Foo Fighters, yeah. you know, all of that, <laughs> like those international acts, even the rock, you know, band. Yep. But... It's now in a cycle at the moment. And then straight after that, you had the the girls. You had the pop girls. You had Christina, Katy Perry. Pink. You had Pink. Yeah. You know, you had the girls really rocking the shit out of the charts. Mm. And they were doing it with pure pop. Mm. Katy Perry's just released one of the best pop songs of her career. Um, what song um, was it? Uh, Never Really Over. Yeah. yeah. That sounds like a hard song to sing. Yeah. It's it's a shit. Um, no but oxygen. It's, yeah, right. But it's one of the best songs of her career. And it's flopped because it's not what we're being fed at the moment by the labels um and that's another thing you know what comes first the chicken or the egg are we getting this music because that's what the label thinks that we want to hear because that's all we're getting so Mm. we listen to what we're getting yeah or do we want it so the label is giving it to us you know like what 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 happens there but it is very computer-based it's very gone are the days of real instruments and Stuff like that. It's all that synthy sound and dark, moody vibes. And yeah, I like. I get the old man thought every now and again. Like, like you look back, and 
like the Beatles, for example, like mm. last year or something was like the 50th anniversary mm-hmm. of Hey Jude yep. or something. It was like a ridiculous thing like that. The best that. song ever. I know. It's just like, holy fuck. And then you think about all the songs that are getting released. And it's like in 50 years time, are people going to be talking about my neck, my back? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like what's, what is going to be? grandkids are going to yeah. be like, this is a weird song, Grandpa. This is explicit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but what like that, that's the old man thought in me is like, what the what do we have at the moment mm-hmm. that is the hey jude yeah like ed sheeran's doing some things that like i feel like mm-hmm. people will, will re-listen to in 10 years time mm-hmm. like even from his first album listen to 10 years time be like holy fuck these are great mm-hmm. songs but once again just kind of getting lost in the shuffle of same same we're oversaturated yeah you know we're oversaturated in the market now we um you know, with the advent of the internet and social media and it's become easier and easier and easier to get noticed, which is great, but it's also becoming harder because you're just one of the many, Yeah, you know, so that makes it super difficult. And you're right. Who are we going to be listening to in 10, 15, 20 years time yeah. from this time? Yeah. I, I kind of think charts have kind of lost their point as well. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, that record label bought this many units. So yeah, they can be so manipulated these days that it doesn't even matter. Yeah, I look like the Billboard charts and things like that, mm-hmm. or the Aria charts, they mm-hmm. used to mean like mm-hmm. something, and now it's just like, whoa, it you, means nothing. You could play like the top ten on the Aria top ten or whatever, and I could think they're the same artist. Mm-hmm. It's in the same tone. It's yep. the same style of music. It's yep. the same time. Like, yeah. Yeah. The industry these days. Bloody kids these days. <laughs> um, what's the song you don't even don't even need to think about when you play a gig? Like the musical start and you're like, bam. Valerie, Rolling in the Deep. Yep. Um, price Tag, I Want to Dance with Somebody. Yep. Um, yeah, those kind of ones. Yeah. Just Valerie is every gig. I love Valerie. Um, which I love. Yeah. Yeah. I love. I sound like an asshole. I think it's brilliant. But um, yeah, I don't have to think about it anymore. Mm. Having said that though, I sang it at a gig maybe three months ago and I fucked it up because yeah. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I just like literally had a brain fade and I don't know whether I was just like too phased out. And then I like got to the second verse and I was like, how does this song go? Yeah. Like, where am I? Yeah. Yeah. Like literally just had like this moment where I was like, fuck. I used to do that all the time in my head, like intros about to finish. I'm like, fuck, what are the first words? And just kind of open my mouth and hope for the best. Right. And, then- and there's nothing more terrifying than when you open your mouth and it's like literally as the beat comes, you like get them out. Yep. And it's like, it's not even your brain that does it. It's like somehow from somewhere they appear. It's a word, a word vomit. Yeah. And you're like, holy fuck, how did I just survive that? Yeah. Nailed yeah. it. Yeah. Like there used to be gigs where I'd turn around and be like, what are the first words? Yeah. <laughs> and like, they'd tell me like, yep, sweet. Whole song, let's go. Yeah, but yeah. brain farts for sure. Yeah, one hundred percent. I do that all the time. Um, upcoming gigs. What's in the diary? What do we got on board? Um, I have a few, including a tour that I'm getting ready to announce. Bam, a bam. Um, it's called After the Show. Yep. I'm doing it with a very good friend of mine called Luke Anthony. He was also on The Voice. Yeah, cool. Um, and we've got some dates locked in and we're literally about to announce it 
any minute now. Yeah, cool. Um, which is super exciting. So get so, on my social media and have a look and support local artists. Come down, buy a ticket. Yeah. Support us. Like this is how we get to sing our originals is by I've done all the hard yards, you know, we talk about all of the shit that you have to do and it's it's this kind of stuff. Stream so. streams are great, but turn up to the gig. Yeah. And yeah. S- and see my work. Yeah, one hundred percent. Um I like to, as we kind of wind down, I like to round out the chats with um, advice. Okay. So what's some advice you'd give to other musos having a crack? Work hard. Work harder than you think you need to work. And be fucking kind. Yeah. Be kind to everyone that you meet. Mm. You don't know who they're going to be one day. You don't know what shit is going on in their own lives. You don't know if they are hanging on by a thread. Be kind. Yeah. Be kind. What's some advice you'd give yourself starting off in the industry? Work hard. <laughs> C point A. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just determination. Don't let the rejection... Um, turn you away, like be resilient. Resilience is such an important um, life skill, I think. Yeah, cool. Mm. What's some advice you'd give yourself before the voice? <sighs> Run away. <laughs> no, do no. No. Um, be careful. Yeah. Guard your heart. Yep. Make sure that you know what's up. Make sure that you do, don't ever let anyone push you into something that you don't feel comfortable doing. Um. There will be other opportunities. Um, just, you know, just because there's more than one way to skin a cat. Yeah. And this is just one way. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, it's a, it's a fucking brutal way. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, advice you'd give yourself before you release that very first single. Whoo. Um, lower your expectations, girlfriend. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Why am I not at number one? Yeah. Um, Promote it better though too. Yep. Like promo is important. Um, being creative with your promo is super important. Yep. Um, so yeah. What's the last little thing here? What's some advice you're constantly telling yourself moving on right now? <sighs> Just one foot in front of the other. Yep. And some days that's all you need. Some days like that's all of the reminder that you need. Just... Just one foot in front of the other and look around you. Be grateful for the things that you have. I'm so grateful at times for, and I, I also can be very ungrateful. I can forget how lucky I am in this world to have a roof over my head and food and the, the ability to work out and, you know, do what I love to do. Yep. You know, that's something that my partner says to me all the time. Not everyone gets the opportunity to work in their chosen field that they want to do and that they dreamt about since they were a kid. Yep. And I get to do that. Yeah. So even on the shit days, it's still a good day. Yeah. You know. Um, uh, do you have a website? Yeah, I do. What is it? EllenReadMusic.com. Yeah, bam. And on the socials, it is at Ellen Reed Music. Yeah, R-E-E-D. R-E-E-D, yes. Mm. Not read, like read a book. Yeah. Um, cool, man. That's that's the podcast done. Thank you so much for having me no on worries. today. No worries. Like I said, it's a little bit different from the other podcast because, you know, it's all about music and I love talking about music and it was interesting finding out those things and talking about mm. gigs and the voice and how you handle the pressures and mm. where you are now. I think the the bottom line is... You could be in a much worse position. Yeah. You could have a lot more people controlling what you do. Yeah. Um, 
Man, keep smiling, keep putting out good tunes and keep having fun, hey? Yeah, thank you so much. No worries. All right, guys, that concludes another episode of the Back Yourself podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. As Ellen said, check out Ellen Reed Music on the socials for the upcoming tour announcement. Other than that, stay colorful. I will talk to everyone in the next episode.